0: Good to be back. How are you? I hope you've had a great break. If you had a break, I'm so sorry if you had to work through, if you had to work through. I might need to wear my sunglasses to do this talk. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll get there. We've had a few little technical issues, like you have to always wear a waistband when you're speaking because you have to hook this somewhere. But we'll just hope that we're going to be all right this morning. We will be. Whereas I am mighty impressed. I had a little go and didn't get anywhere near. I think tucking them between your fingers is clearly the answer. It looks like you've done this before, I reckon. I wonder whether you're like me whenever you have a break and you maybe slow down a little bit and you reflect on things. It's always such a good opportunity when there's some sort of break uh, for you to just slow down and think about your life a little bit. What are your hopes, your plans? What are your dreams? Who do you want to be? Are you being who you want to be? What are the rhythms of life that you've got? Um, Are they good rhythms? And, um, And so it's a good time when we have a break to reflect on those things. My um, daughter Emily and my husband Phil did a mad challenge that they decided on last year where they decided to do push-ups, but the number grew. It was to do with the days of the week and the days of the year. And the number grew as they went uh, through the year. So they ended up at the end of the year having done 37,578 push-ups through the year, which is ridiculous. Nothing to be proud of, really. (laughs) And, uh, so there was lots of conversation in our house about well, what on earth are we going to do next we don 't want to do that it used to, my daughter would do them in tens, and so it would just it would take hours. It got her out of washing up it got her out of so many different things because i 've got to do my push ups anyway. Um, so there was lots of conversation about well, what on earth, what will we do to follow up? We've got to keep doing some push-ups, but what will we do? And it was lots of good conversation planning, and it's going to involve planks and other things I don't quite know. But um, but it's good to stop and to think about the year that is coming. And as Avon um, said, we're thinking about this idea, the theme this year of open hand. and we're thinking particularly about having an open hand to God and an open hand to other people as well. And as we're under the tree during January, we're Going to be particularly thinking about this idea of having an open hand to God. I've enjoyed, as I've been reflecting this year, I've really enjoyed actually using this imagery of having an open hand. It's been helpful. I know for myself, uh, as I reflect through the year, always a question that comes to me is. What will it look like in the way that I follow Jesus? I want to be somebody that lives well and loves well. And so how will my following Jesus, uh, what will it look like this year? Are there things that I want to keep? Are there things that I want to not do anymore? Are there things that I want to just adapt a little bit? So it changes. And so this has been a really lovely imagery to think about. And I've also been thinking about a particular verse that we're going to think about this morning, which comes in a song from the Bible in a psalm, Psalm 46, verse 10 where it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Because if you're anything like me, I very, very easily fill my life up. I fill my life up with all the things that I have to do, all the things that I think are so important, I cannot do more than five. But as I fill my life up, I find that God can so often and so easily get squeezed out of that time. I work for the church, so I work for God, really. And yet, even as I fill my life up, I can sometimes do that without God. So I'm not actually bringing him into the things that I'm doing often as I get busy. And I find, strangely, that the busier I feel, And the more that I have in my hand, the more that I have on my plate, my control, my desire for control tightens and strengthens so that I don't feel overwhelmed. Because it can lead to a feeling of being overwhelmed. It can lead to me getting distracted by things that God probably doesn't want me to do. It can lead to me being controlling and snappy at home and really, really cross with myself. Back in November in a staff meeting, uh, Yvonne had an exercise for us, and we got a piece of paper, and onto our piece of paper, we wrote down all the things that we were doing at that time, or I can't remember exactly what we wrote down, but basically it was our life on a paper, what's concerning you, what's on your mind, what are you doing, what's um, filling your life at the moment, so we wrote this all down on a piece of paper, so I did that, I filled um that up. And then she said, Well now fold the piece of paper in half. And so you fold it in in half and all you can see is the blank piece of paper on top. And I remember just going, ah oh oh, I felt relief that I could not see all the things I had to do at that time. It was just a blank piece of paper. And then she said, well, now just stop and be still with God and invite him to speak to you. Say to him, God, what would you like to say to me? Maybe it's about the things on the paper. Maybe it's just about anything in life. And so I shut my eyes and I was still. And I'm quite an imaginative person. And all I could see in the stillness was that piece of paper. And from the sides of it was oozing and running all the things on my piece of paper. They would not stay shut in that folded piece of paper. I could see them like tar oozing out of the side. So I put my hand firmly on the piece of paper and thought, no, you're not going out. You're staying where you are. I'm going to listen to God. And I couldn't do it. I could not still my mind, however hard I pushed down on that piece of paper. And I I remember on that um, early November staff meeting, just thinking, I am overwhelmed. I am completely overwhelmed. How on earth did I get myself to this place? I know that for many of us, life can be busy and full. Sometimes it's not that there's activities to keep us busy. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just that our minds are full. Uh, We're full of things um, going on around us in life. But I do believe that as we live our life, we do not need to get to a place of overwhelmed, that we shouldn't be getting there, that we can live and love well. And I absolutely believe that the answer to this is living with an open hand, living with pauses with God, living, being still and knowing that God is God. Many years ago, I remember very clearly God challenging me, and he said to me, if you really believe the things that you say that you believe, your life should look radically different, and it doesn't. You look like everybody else in the world. But if you really believe that I made you, And that you are to reflect me and that I love you with love you will never fully grasp. And I have given you a clean start and I give you hope and peace. If you believe these things and you believe in Jesus, you should be reflecting me into the world and you're not. I remember being so very deeply challenged by that. Because at that time, I could let days and weeks and months go by where I was busy going to church. I was busy serving or working or looking after my kids, whatever I was doing. And yet I wouldn't stop and give much thought to God. I often wouldn't think of God for a whole day. I was absolutely living with the values that I believed. So I was looking like I was following Jesus beautifully, probably. But I was missing out on the adventure of the with God life. I was missing out on the deep meaning and the richness that there comes when we are living life with God. And so since then, I have chosen to live the with God. God life. And I have had incredible moments and experienced strange peace, amazing joy. I have had hope in dark times and I have forgotten God again and got apathetic again and fallen and stumbled and got back up. And I have got controlling again and felt overwhelmed again and remembered God again. And the mumble jumble of life goes on. But my desire is to reflect God into the world. And throughout all of these days, God has continued to whisper to me, hey, I am with you. Will you be with me today? Hey, I am so excited by all that is planned and all that is ahead of you today. Will you join me in all those things? Hey, I know that you've got challenges ahead of you today. Will you keep me company as you move into those? Life is better with God. And so in my times of reflection again, I choose to hear God's whisper. I choose to say yes to the with God life. I choose to say, God, I want to join you every day and keep you company today. Should we do that? Should we do that this year? Should we be people who live the with God life where it makes a radical difference? I believe that in order to do this, it takes intentionality. It takes creating rhythms of life so that we remember God through our days, we don't just remember him in the morning or in the evening or when we go to church, but we remember him through our days. Yvonne's going to jump back up in a moment, because actually, I know that many, many of you have brilliant ways of remembering God through the day. So she, you are going to do half this talk this morning with us, with Yvonne. and she's going to come, and we're going to ask you, how do you bring God to mind through the day? She won't ask you if you don't want to be asked, so please don't be sitting there panicking mm <laughs> But I know that sometimes it helps when we have regular rhythms of the day where we go, there are going to be set set times. But I think it also helps when we have haphazard times as well. When I first started uh, to go, right, I want to remember God through my day, at that time I decided red traffic lights was going to be the thing. So whenever I stopped at a red traffic light, I was going to think about God and I was going to talk to him and know that he was with me. And other things have helped along the way. But before we do um, get on to Yvonne coming up and helping with that, I'm going to read Psalm 46 to you, which is where this beautiful verse, Be Still and Know That I Am God, comes from. And then we're just going to look at that verse and I'm going to tell you my plan for the year, excuse me, of what I'm going to do in this open hand to God. And I'm going to invite you, you're most welcome to join me in that. But I'm going to read Psalm 46. If you're able to, you might want to shut your eyes and listen and just let the breeze and the sound of this psalm um, just wash over you because it is a brilliant psalm. So let me read it to you. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her, she will not fall God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. turbulence and the wars, the activity and the presence of God. Be still and know that I am God. In that verse, there are two commands, to be still and to know. And often when you get a pairing of commands like that, you do the first one in order to do the second one. So be still in order that you can know God. These um, two commands, they were obviously written, this was written in Language of Hebrew. So, whenever we're trying to translate, not me personally, but whenever these clever people are trying to translate Hebrew into English or other languages, you can never get exact matches of words. Language doesn't work like that. So, people go, Well, this word sort of explains it best, so I'll use this word instead of this Hebrew word. And so, some of the translations for be still are these beautiful images of let go, to cease striving to stand empty. I love these. And so in these moments of pausing through the day, we are to let go. We are to let go of the control that we're trying to have. We are going to let go because we are limited. And in that letting go, we recognize God is God and I am not. He is the one that is in control. I'm going to stop trying to fix things and sort everything out in this moment. I'm going to put down all the things that are normally in my hand, knowing I'm allowed to pick them back up later. But in this holy moment, I'm going to let go and stand empty. And then in that moment, we choose to know God and we remember him. And whatever it is, we might say, God, show me in this moment what I need to know of who you are. Maybe we need to know that he is the king. Maybe we need to know that he does have everything in his hand. Maybe we need to know that he is the one that we have hope in, that he's with us. It'll be different things for different moments of the day. But he is good. And then too, we know that he promises to pour good things out for us. And he knows what we need in that moment. So maybe he will pour just his loving kindness, a reminder that he loves us incredibly. Maybe he will pour um, into us hope or joy or peace or strength or a new perspective on something. Who knows? But then at the end of that holy moment, when we pick up our life again, it can often feel a bit different. Maybe we've got a different perspective on life. Maybe it just feels a little bit lighter, who knows? And we go back into the day. And so as we regularly do this, this letting go and this turning and knowing God, and then inviting him to fill our minds, our hearts, our hands with his goodness and love, We are living the with God life as we continue to do this through our day. And we find that life continues to have adventures. Life continues to have the challenges that we face. Life continues to have many of the mundane moments that we all seem to have. But in all of that time, we know we are not alone and that God is with us throughout that, throughout everything we face. And so we're going to stop and do this right now together. And I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and I'm going to lead this time for us where we actually say to God, God, will you speak to me now? In these moments of quiet, show me what it is I need to know. Now, you may be here this morning and you're like, I was invited along. I don't even know if God is real or true or for me. You are so welcome here. And you are welcome just to sit and do what the rest of us are doing. Or you might decide, I'm just going to sit and listen. Or I'm going to go, all right, God, if you really are real, because the person that invited me probably thinks you're, that you're real God, then will you show me that you are? Will you somehow show me that you are near and you love me because he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. But we're going to stop and we're going to do this together. I'm going to lead it and then everyone is going to come up and get you all thinking and speaking into this too. All right, let's pray. God, we choose to pause God, we want our lives to be different. We want them to reflect you. We don't want to be overwhelmed by life or anything. We just want to live and love well as we follow you. And so meet with us now, I pray. And so, God, we put down the things that we need to put down, the concerns of our hearts, the things that are heavy, We put down the light things too, just the things that we like. We put it all down. Show us if there's anything else that we need to put down right now, please. So we put these things down and we stand empty. And in this moment, we know that you are God and you are near, that you are good. God, what do you want us to remember about who you are and to know about who you are? God, thank you. And God, as we open our hands to you, thank you that it is your great delight to pour out good things for us into our hand, into our hearts, into our mind. God, what do we need today? You know better than we do. Please show us right now what it is you need, what it is we need, Lord God, and please pour that out into our minds and our hearts. Thank you, Lord God. Help us today to live the with God life. Amen. Evan as Yvonne's coming up, there were two books that I did want to mention. No, stay up here. No, I know. You were very quick. Um, If you are thinking, I want a rhythm of life, which Yvonne's going to help us think about, um, Mm -hmm. a good rhythm of life. The second half of this Pete Scazzaro Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, he has beautiful ways, including Sabbaths as well, but daily ways to be remembering (laughs) God. And he calls it pausing to breathe the air of eternity, which is such a beautiful phrase for that. And this is one of the next books that I'm going to read. And I've had so many people tell me to read this book and that it is life-changing brilliant book it's by john mark coma the ruthless elimination of hurry so i highly, highly recommend those So,
1: so ali's asked me to kind of you know lead a bit of interactive here and i'm going to send her the other direction with another microphone what we wonder is if you would like to share what some of your ideas are of how to remind ourselves to create space in our days, in our weeks, in our months and in our year. So I might start. The thing I've decided to do is because my phone is a place that I come to far too often and I'm actually going to clear all of the apps off the first screen and put them onto further back so that when I open my phone, I get just a little instantaneous reminder to create some space and I might in that moment go... I do need to be more attentive to you, God, and actually pause. Or I might just rush through that first page and scroll to what I'm trying to get to. But it's just a little hint, a little prompt, a little something that I can do um, throughout my day. The other thing, at the risk of seeming really kooky, I'm going to share this one, but in order to make more space to be attentive to God when I'm out walking. So if I'm, you know, walking up a mountain or found a track that I love to go and walk and I walk a lot on my own, often I've got my earbuds in, you know, listening to something really important that's growing me or whatever, but sometimes I decide to just walk and I put my hand out like this as if I'm going to grab someone's hand because there's no one walking with me. I'm walking alone, but I put my hand out as if to grab somebody's hand as a reminder to myself to pay attention as if I'm walking with God. And so it just it just hovers there for a split second, but it's just me physically choosing to go, I'm going to be attentive to you, God. And then after about four and a half minutes flat, I've forgotten God again. But I, was, I paused enough to be attentive to God. What is it that you do or have done or could do or have a hot tip that somebody else could do to, to make a mark in your day, to put a reminder, to, you know... Um, Put a little something in your life, like every time I stop at the red lights. Let's go. What What do you all do? What are some thoughts? What's something that maybe you've done in the past that worked and that you might resurrect? Yep, Vaughan.
2: Thanks, Vaughan. Um, something that.
1: Do
0: stand up.
2: Oh sure. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, Something that uh, an image that was given to me um, was the passage where Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and she's listening and to try and start a day, start your day, with sitting at the feet of Jesus and to actually put that into practice was... um, Again, when you have that morning moment where you're grabbing your phone and you want to you can instantly check the news or check your email or or that kind of thing and you can do it without even thinking. And so it was just one of those moments before and that's okay. It's not not a bad thing, but actually before I hear the world as what the world has to say to my day, I want to hear what Jesus has to say for my day. And so to have some scripture, an open Bible on next to the breakfast, bowl of breakfast or whatever, or just on my phone, or just to, um, and it doesn't have to, and I'm not going to beat myself up on having to read a whole chapter or something, but I just want to engage and listen to what God has to say in one verse, in five verses, or just to be led and let the Spirit speak, and um, Jesus speaks through his word, and just to enable a space just to let that happen. And I found that that to be really encouraging. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Ali. Who have you got?
3: No one yet. Oh, well, you were I supposed was to be working? I so could see. Thank people. you, thank you, Sue. Deb, Deb, Deb. It's probably one many people have done, and not all the time, especially down here in Melbourne. Um, but in the summer, if you've had enough sleep and you're not sleep deprived. Um, one of the things I love is to be able to get up and you walk up, we walk out into our lounge and then you can start to see the glimmers of sunrise or sunrise has already happened or it's at the end of sunrise or the clouds are lit. And to be able to look up at the sky becomes one of those mo- glorious moments of just sitting with that the changing colours of the sky. Sunset's another option. And of course, in the middle of the night, it's noticing the stars or noticing the moon and just pausing and stopping. We're fortunate we've got windows that look out that direction. Um, But there's been many a moment it's caught me. Admittedly, winter, a bit hard to do. Thanks, Deb. Okay, Heather?
0: Heather? Um, When I was a classroom teacher, I just used to pray for the children that as I took their chairs down, they were up on the tables to be cleaned, you know, the floor vacuumed, so in the morning as I took them down, I'd just pray for them. Um, For another um, thing that I did for a few years was just have a bookmark that I laminated, Uh, all
3: teachers laminate. Um, and it was just dividing up the children in my class into each day of the week so that I had to spread. I wasn't praying for them all every day, but over the week I was mentioning and specifically thinking of each child.
1: That's good. Rhythms, yep. Oh, Alex.
4: Thanks, Ali. Uh, Something that I've been trying to do a bit more as a recent, but don't always do the best job of, is... When it comes to to-do lists, tasks, things like that, I can often find that a sense of anxiousness or nervousness kind of rises up uh, but in response I guess I'm trying to become a bit more aware to to stop, probably slow down, take a good couple of deep breaths um, and as a result Invite got into that decision-making process and not just trying to respond reactively or anxiously. So. Yeah, that's been that's been something that doesn't always happen, but I've been trying to become a bit more aware of, and invite God into that that space to to guide me. Yeah,
1: I've got Anne
0: Thanks up
5: so. here. Hi. What I um, often over the years, I kind of always feel guilty about not reading the Bible enough, or just not I'll go long periods without reading. But you know, my prayer life and talking with God was fine. But last year, I made a commitment that. Um, I would do this app Bible in one year. I went for the express version. I thought I 15 minutes was okay, half an hour is way too much. You know, let's just say. And I actually achieved it. I was incredibly, um, you know, pr- proud of myself in a sense that I actually achieved something. But um, this year I thought it didn't quite suit what I was doing and it was somebody else's reflection on the the text rather than my own, although I would can not talk about it, so I'm just doing that again this year, but a different um, one with just hearing the Bible and then being able to reflect and have nobody else's words kind of talk about it. So anyway, I just thought that if you're like me in the past, and I've always felt guilty that I know it's only a little still, but it's enough that I can do it. If I don't have time to actually look at the text and ha- read it, which I like prefer, I'll just have it in the car as I'm driving along. Yep.
1: It's great rhythm.
0: Anyone
3: I think for me, um, uh, in the busyness of life, um, there's often overthinking and um, ruminating about things. Um, and something that I've been practicing the last few years is when I'm going for a walk with a dog or walking to work, um, just uh, using my senses to see God's creation, so feeling the wind and looking at the leaves and just being really mindful about um, thinking about God's creation, how amazing it is, and it really helps um, stop those overthinking things and that sort of thing.
1: Mm. Ian?
6: Thanks, Christy. Uh, uh, yes, um, just back to the uh, the phone. Uh bzz- At 7 o'clock, I get a little message, and this one this morning, surely God is my salvation. So that comes every day to me, which is, you know, reminding. Um, In nature, um, going out and being in the garden for some time every day is something. And when I swim my laps, I am bringing myself back to God as much as I can. I've got April. rhythm
4: of breathing there. I've got April Hi, um, so just one thing that I've uh, found really helpful when you're wanting to start a new habit is to stack it onto something that you already do. So in the morning, um, so far in my life, I've always gotten up. So having my Bible open next to my bed is a good reminder that that's where I need to start my day. Um, So I do my Bible reading first thing, like Vaughn was saying, before you um, hear what the world has to say, you hear from God. Um, Another thing I do is leave my Bible, because I'm a stay-at-home mum, so um, I leave my Bible open on my bed, and I'm always walking around the house, and I'm always walking into my room, so I can just read a few verses um, each time I come in. Um, And another thing is I also work from my laptop, so moving my Bible to my laptop as well, before I've even opened it, again, that just prompts me to read a few more verses before I open that up and start my work uh, for the day and then again returning it to uh, my bedside. So it never moves in my room, it's always in my room, but just moving it around the room at different times of the day just helps remind me to put God first before my work, before my um, yeah, before I do anything in the day.
1: I think this might be our last one. As the band comes up, who was it that... I thought it was over here, sorry. I did point this
6: way. Yes, good morning. Uh, My name is uh, Bill Rosier. Marilyn, my wife and I come down uh, here every January and we just enjoy this time under the trees. It's just a a beautiful time for us. Uh, I happen to be, and and Marilyn too, of course, parents of uh, Louise. Uh, Martin and we're and uh, Andrew Martin. And as you were talking, I had a vision of um, sitting down uh, for our meal tonight, uh, and seeing uh, pepper and salt and sauce and so on, whatever is required in the centre of the table, and taking a Bible and opening it at Psalm 46, verse 10 be still and know that I am God and placing it right next to all those condiments or whatever um, and uh, to uh, not only help us to, to think of our physical hunger, but our hunger for God and God's hunger for us.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, Peter. Take it away.